What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Players Impact Podcast. Our guest today is Corey Jackson. He is a former NFL player and now founder and CEO of Quirks. Corey, what's going on today? What's going on, Alex, man? Appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been really fun, you know, researching your story uh, before reaching out to you and really appreciate you agreeing to give us your time and, and share your story with us. But um, I think where we got to start is, you know, you went from working at Walmart uh, to the NFL. And I know that sounds probably pretty straightforward and like a straight line to most people, but I have to imagine uh, it was a struggle. So walk us through kind of, you know, where you were in your life, you know, working at Walmart and uh, kind of in your own words, you know, climbing your way to the NFL. Yeah. Um, it, so it was it was really 100 percent a mind shift, a mentality shift. Um, you know, at five years old, I, I committed myself to becoming a professional athlete and I became a really great athlete in high school and I struggled. I went to a small high school, but I struggled academically. And so I was just in this position where no school would, would take a chance on me. You know, it was just like, yeah, you, you have some ability, but, you know, can you stay eligible or, you know, and so because I had these academic struggles with reading and comprehending my uh, self-esteem around my intellect was very low. <laughs> you know, like I, I was, I was just not very confident in, in my intellectual ability, but for me, my athletic ability was, I was super confident in that. Right. And so I think in life you have to have something that you can lean to and for me, that was my athletic ability. So when I'm at Walmart and I'm, I'm working there for like a year, making seven dollars an hour. I'm like extremely like. You know, just upset about not having the life I want, I'm depressed about it. And one day I just remember, like, like use what you have. You know, and at the time I was just, you know, I was a great athlete. And so that sparked the idea for me to quit Walmart. So I go in, I quit, and I decided I heard about a junior college in Texas. They had a basketball team. The school was called Ranger College. And so I was like, I'm just going to go, right? And what I knew was if I called, if I applied, uh, I probably wasn't going to get in, and the coaches probably wasn't going to, you know, be receptive of me being there. (laughs) And so I was like, well, I'm not going to apply. Right. I'll solve that problem. And so I didn't apply for the school. And then the next thing I was like, well, I'm not going to call the coach either. And then I go to the bus station. I bought a one way bus ticket. So Mm -hmm. now I'm on a bus going two days to Texas to a place I've never been before. And no one knows I exist and that I'm coming there. Right. Um, And and that was just straight mentality. I'm just going to go find a way. I'm just going to go show up. And when I showed up, I called the coach and say, hey, I'm at the bus station, man, I need a ride. Like he had no idea. He was like, man, what do you mean? You're at the, who are you? <laughs> you know, um, and you know, we talked for a couple of minutes. The guy says, hey, man, um, I'm going to come pick you up. And he picked me up and he just told me he couldn't help me. He was like, I can't help you. I have 25 players. I don't have any scholarships. You're not even enrolled in the school. I can't help you. Um, and that was terrifying, right? I was like, oh my God, like what am I going to do? He dropped me off at the missions office. They helped me get into school. And it's like, well, how are you going to pay for this? I have no idea. 
And so I walk out of there and about 50 yards away was the gymnasium. And, it, you know, it was an old gym. So, you know, like those old gyms, they have the doors open. You can, you know, you can see in the gym. So I'm walking by and I can see the guys in there playing. So I walk in, I'm sitting, sitting there watching them and I watch a couple games. And then the coach walks up and says, well, hey, man, the guys are just playing pickup. So if you want to play a game, feel free. I said, cool. I walk on the court. We started playing. A guy takes his horrible shot, bounces up. So I go for the rebound. Ended up tip dunking over three guys. Boom, I'm hanging on the rim. Coach runs onto the court and says, I don't know why you came here, but I'm glad you did. You don't have to worry. <laughs> and uh, I got in this school that day, you know, and my life changed. Wow. So what was it specifically? Like, I totally understand. I mean, you must have been grinding, you know, working at Walmart. Was it just hitting the feeling of, of rock bottom when you're working there that uh, kind of jumped you into, into action to get on that bus and make the move? Like, what was it in your mind that spurred you into action on that day that you got on the bus? Yeah, it was a series of events that happened, right? And so I was, when, when you're unhappy, you sabotage yourself. You start doing, like, so I was doing very risky things. I was, uh, you know, taking chances in the streets, things that I shouldn't have been doing in environments I shouldn't have been in, um, you know, had life threatening situations. Um, and maybe uh, a little bit before that, I flipped my car about seven times, like totally like just a, a chain of events happened. Um, and then once I saw that, I was like, man, I'm trying like it was like I was trying to kill myself. I was like, this mm-hmm. is crazy. You know, like I'm, what am I doing? Like I have like a gift to be able to do something fantastic and I'm wasting it because the world said no. And and what I realized was like, you may not get picked. I always say this. <laughs> it's like, you know, being on the playground, right? And it's a pickup game and you have two captains and everybody's picking, right? Like at the end of the guys picking, if no one picked you, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we we feel like we're sitting on the sideline and no one picked us. And what we don't realize and what I realized that day was I could pick myself, meaning I can get my own ball. I can start my own game and I can invite people to play. Right. And so a part of picking yourself is getting on a bus, you know, for for another person. It may be making a phone call or sending that email or starting that company or, you know, but it's it's that thing that you have to do, because if you're waiting for somebody to pick you, you may not get picked. And. If you don't get picked, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have the thing, right? It doesn't mean that you're not supposed to have it. It just means you need to take control of your own destiny so that you can have a right. chance to have it. Man, I got chills just listening to you say that. Um, so comparing your experience to, you know, working at Walmart to being, you know, a player in the NFL for, you know, a pretty decent amount of time, uh, was there like one or two lessons, you know, contrasting the, the two experiences, whether it's financial, life? Um, that really helped segue you into the business that you're in now? Yeah, I think, you know, working at Walmart really kind of showed me uh, people, right? I was able to see a certain demographic of people that were twice my age at the time that were working the same job that I was. And they were super unhappy, but they didn't want to pick themselves. Right. They they just wasn't willing to do it. Right. And so that was, that contributed to my mindset. It's like, I don't want to be those people. Like, I don't want to be that. And so in contrast with that, like being in the NFL, it's like 
you realize that you can go from. So my first year I was on the practice squad. Right. And so you can go from nobody. And if you work hard enough and you stay focused and you keep putting yourself in, in a position of vulnerability. And that's the thing that people don't like to be is vulnerable. Like if I, if I keep putting myself in vulnerable positions, like the coach would be like, hey, we need somebody to do this. I'm like, I'll do it. Even though I know I didn't may not, I may not even understand the, <laughs> the position. Right. I'm like, I'm going to do it. Right. And so I kept being vulnerable. The coach kept coaching me and I kept putting my like my teammates would laugh at me because I would have bad technique and do things wrong because I was a basketball player. Right. But I kept putting myself in vulnerable positions for them to laugh at me, for them to make fun of me until I became better. Um, and I think that that's the lesson I learned. Like, as long as you're putting yourself in a position to be seen, to be heard, even if people laugh or even if it's, it's not good at first, you're going to get better because that is the way that you, you have to be able to access what you want. Otherwise, you can't have it. So did you encounter kind of the same uh, vulnerability when you were starting your business? Did people have uh, similar reactions? You know, a large part of our, our audience is, you know, athlete, athlete entrepreneurs. Um, what was the general feedback when you said, you know, you're going to launch your business? Yeah. I mean, you get a, a mixed bag of, of, of feedback and it's just like anything else, Alex, like the negative stuff is the loudest, right? <laughs> like you, you know, that's the stuff like you hear the loudest. Um, and I think that when you're starting a company and you're an entrepreneur, you have to realize that they may be right, right? And not to say that it's not going to work, but they just may be right because of where you are in the process, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we start one way and then we pivot and we go another direction. We learn and we iterate and we learn and we iterate. And so if, you, if you're if you doing entrepreneur endeavors, you have to know, like, it's going to be a bunch of iterations. Like, I'm never going to be good. Like, we're, okay, I got it now, right? It's always, I'm going to learn something apply it, learn something new, apply it. And that's the process. That's the step to being great. And as long as you know that, even if you get negative feedback, it's like, well, how do I learn from that feedback? Can that feedback help me enhance my company or my brand? Can it give me something of value? And then I take that and I use it and I get better and I do it all over again. Right. And it's the same thing like you were saying with the technique in sports, you know, no matter what sport you're playing, you know, there's a technique and a craft uh, to what you do and you have coaches and, you know, mentors and just other people around you who, you know, have their opinions and they, you know, they either it's positive or negative or constructive or not constructive. And it's, you know, definitely very similar. And I think that's why athletes are uniquely positioned, um, to be, you know, good business owners and entrepreneurs and, and just business people in general. Um, so where, where did the inspiration for, you know, quirks come from? From your personal experience? Yeah, so, so a lot from my personal experience, but I started getting a lot of just my former teammates and, and guys that were playing in the league just asking me questions and just started hitting me up about certain things and certain ideas. And what I realized was there's a huge gap there. Um, and a lot of people are, because they don't understand the experience, they're trying to help, but they're not necessarily giving them the right thing that's going to help them. Uh, and so we, we became very opportunity focused. So, so at course we said, well, cause we started off just to kind of give you just a quick backstory. Like we were kind of more like a social app and we were like trying to get people to have conversations, these athletes to have conversations around the ideas and the things they wanted to do. And then we were going to try to reverse engineer that into helping them. Right. And our feedback from the athletes were like, Hey man, like, 
we don't really have time. Like it's so like we're on social media all the time and we don't really have time for another social media uh, experience. You know, like we just want the opportunity. And so that helped us understand and say, hey, well, now tell us what you want. And then we create the opportunity and then we pair you with the thing that you need. Um, that way we avoid going through all of this unnecessary stuff. Right. And we save a lot of time because what a lot of people are trying to do is can, like keep pushing athletes into these big pools and networking and getting out there. And and you're meeting thousands of people, like hundreds of people, thousands of people that most of them can't help you do what you're trying to do. And so you get you get burnt out on that. Right. Like it, it burns you out. And so we say, sure. Let's connect them to the opportunity. So now that we know the opportunity wants them, they want the opportunity. And then we reverse that into a real person and we tie it in. And now that's a, a great working relationship. And if I'm an athlete, how do I get started kind of connecting with Quirks and kind of getting involved with uh, the platform and the ecosystem? Yeah. So you go to Quirks.com and then you go through the application process where we ask you some questions, some probing questions, because we want to get as much information about you as possible so that we can understand the criteria that you're looking for and then decide how we can help you and how we can best put you and connect you with that type of opportunity that you're looking for. But you start there. And then once you you fill out the the form we engage you again and we kind of go down a, a deeper road a deeper path if you will just to really understand you better so that we can make sure that we're connecting you with the best possible opportunities based upon what you want awesome um what would you say you know as a athlete turned entrepreneur has been uh, the biggest obstacle for you to overcome to get to this point yeah. Um, so I, I've been an entrepreneur since I've been in the league. And, and one of the things that I've done and I have friends that have done it differently, but I've always uh, invested my own money. And so I think, you know, capital and access to capital when you become an entrepreneur is really important. And so when you invest your own money and you're putting your own money on the line, you have to really figure out revenue, right? Like, how do I create cash flow? And I think that's one of the things that not only just for being an entrepreneur, but just as an individual, uh, being an athlete, you know, cash flow is so important because, you know, when, when I was in a league and I was getting a consistent check, I was able to live a certain lifestyle. Even if it wasn't like the upper echelon, I was living a really good lifestyle. And once that cash flow stops, right. And I'm not getting that now my lifestyle has to change because I have to fill that cash gap somehow. I have to fill that hole somehow. And so I tell anybody, like, focus on cash flow because that's going to give you so many different options and it's going to allow you to scale and grow a lot faster for sure. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah, no, I think that's really helpful because I think athletes, when they're on the field, like you're saying, when you have that cash flowing in from, you know, your salary, whether it's the base salary or, like you said, kind of the upper upper echelon of salaries, you know, there's, it's more than just the money. I feel like, um, you know, as an athlete, you still have such a platform when you're out there on the field, on TV, you know, on SportsCenter, all that stuff, people see you. And I feel like, um, you know, and you can speak to this, you know, being a, a, a pro athlete, you know, did you feel like for you personally, you made the most of your opportunities when you were still playing on the field? And do you have any advice uh, for the athletes listening to this who are still actively playing? on how they can best capitalize and best position themselves while their careers are still ongoing? Yeah. So so two things, right? And so your job as an athlete 
is to be the best athlete you can be, right? And so you want to perform, obviously, at the highest possible level. So you want to be locked into that. Um, but also, you have to understand that you have time to be able to to explore other things, right? So when you're in the league, your job is to really explore because you may not know, so you want to find out. So I want to I want to meet with Alex. I want to meet with Corey. I want to talk about these different ideas, these things that I'm trying to do or thinking about doing and getting as much insight as possible. And so your job is to just go on this expedition, you know, and just find out as much information as you can about the things you're interested in. And that allows you and you maximize that through relationships. And that allows you to meet with some phenomenal people who are going to give you some great feedback, but also some phenomenal ideas that now you can start to figure out how to execute upon because while you're in the league and your check is coming, now you have, you know, more leverage to meet with people, but you also have more leverage to be able to uh, get started in things that uh, may benefit you far after your career is over. Um, and then also not leveraging over leveraging your money at the same time. Right. Um, so my one more question before I ask my last question um, in terms of quirks and, and how the platform works, you know, let's say an athlete's a little hesitant to sign up for, you know, service or a platform. Uh, is there any kind of free advice you could offer uh, in terms of evaluating these business opportunities? You know, I imagine as an athlete, you have your agent, you know, some advisors who kind of help you either formally or informally with this stuff. Anything to like look out for out there in the marketplace if these athletes are really out there on their own, um, you know, trying to connect with dif different business opportunities? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the biggest things is you definitely want to be able to have people on your side that you can run things by and, and get good insight and feedback from. Um, but the other thing is engaging in hand to hand combat is what I call it, like being able to have these conversations and, and meet with these companies and and. And not necessarily just jump into things and, and pull the trigger, but like, I'm OK, I'm going to meet with as many of these type of companies as I possibly can to see what like what's the what's the reoccurring theme? What is what am I learning? What am I getting and what insights am I gaining from that? So now you can make more of an informed decision over time. You don't have to be so excited about just jumping into a, a business relationship. You can do the engagement and 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 learn as much as possible about these different opportunities before you actually commit to something. Because the more you do it, the more you're going to learn and then you're going to ask better questions. You're going to start asking the right questions. And then all of a sudden you're going to see a separation between the real and, you know, these fly by nights. They're just trying to get you on their side. Right. I love it. I think that's super valuable. Um, so where, where can people connect with you, uh, especially the athletes, you know, who want to get involved? Uh, with Quirks and, and, and the platform, uh, where's the best place for uh, specifically the athletes to reach you? Yeah, um, so Quirks.com. So you go on, you, you fill out the form, and then, like I said, we're starting engaging with you, but we're very non-invasive, meaning we're not going to just hit you over the head over and over again. We, we're going to take your information. We're going to respond to what you're saying, and then we're going to tell you, hey, this is how we can help you. And then you can decide from there if that's what you want to be a part of. And and so it's totally up to you. Um, so it's very non-invasive. But course.com is definitely where I'm at. And then everybody that's 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 on LinkedIn, definitely connect with me because I love to connect on LinkedIn because it gives us kind of uh, gives people an overview of who I am and what I do on a daily basis for as the type of content I share and, and the information I, I put out in the atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. And I follow you and, you know, we're connected on LinkedIn and the content 
uh, I think you're posting something like every day and uh, I think it's amazing content. So I definitely would recommend that just a personal, personal vouch uh, for you and your content. Um, but so my last question, and this is the last question I ask on, you know, every episode is, you know, we are the, the player's impact. This is the player's impact podcast. What's really the impact that you're trying to generate, you know, through, through quirks and through, you know, the, the various ventures that you have been involved with and will be involved with in the future? Yeah, so for us, it all comes down to freedom, right? Like, you know, a lot of times athletes get held hostage by the fact that they played in the league. And so the the fact that you played in the league is big, but you may not have gotten the biggest uh, amount of payout or you, you may not have all these things, but then you kind of locked into, well, what do I do? I don't like I'm kind of stuck because I may not need to do something that's uh you know, that the average person could do, but I may not even have the bandwidth to do what someone that played in the league would do. Right. And so you get kind of caught in the middle of like, I don't want to do this because it really doesn't fit my brand, but I don't have the finances to do the thing that I really want to do. Right. And so the biggest thing in that situation is really figuring out uh, where you want to go and then who, like, what's the resource, right? What's the, the best resource to get me there? Um, and so this has been things that I've been doing my whole career is like figuring out like what's the best resource to get me there because there's ways to get to where you want to be. And that doesn't mean you have to break the bank to get there. Um, and that's the key, you know. Right. Awesome. Well, Corey, thank you so much again for your time. Uh, guys, if you enjoy this episode, you know, subscribe, share it with a friend, a teammate, uh, you know, an associate, whoever can find value out of this episode. Uh, I think it was a great one. Um, and, uh, be sure to leave us five stars. It will help us, um, you know, get discovered more organically, uh, in the podcast, uh, Apple store. Um, so Corey, thank you again for your time, man. Really appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Alex. Thanks for having me, man. All right, guys. We'll see you next time on the players impact podcast for your time, man. Really appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Alex. Thanks for having me.